Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Acts, chapter 2. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. So the visible presence of God showed up in cloven tongues of fire and set upon them. I mean, imagine the, the, the disciples, they're probably looking at each other and 120 of them, and they see little lights, if you will, setting upon each of their heads. They kind of look like human candles, if you will. That might be the picture. I mean, let's say that truthfully, it may be the picture there. So not only was the the coming of the Holy Spirit audible and visible, but the coming of the Holy Spirit was also lingual. Notice they were sitting, praying, waiting, and then appeared cloven tongues as of fire, and they began conversing fluently in another language. In other words, they started speaking in languages that they had never previously spoken. For example, if I start to speak to you right now, in Spanish or any other language other than English, you will know that this is a gift from the Holy Spirit because I don't speak in another language. I don't know any other language. I mean, I know a little habla inglés, which means do you speak English? I think I know how to say thank you in some other language. I don't know. But I don't know another language. So if I just start speaking to you in another language fluently, by the way, then you will know that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So the coming of the Holy Spirit we've already established was audible, visual, and it was also lingual. And then notice the coming of the Holy Spirit, or the second point in our outline, the filling of the Holy Spirit. We just read it in verse 4, but you can look at it again. Notice, and they were, look at verse 4, saints, and they were what? All filled with the Holy Spirit. They were what? All filled with the Holy Spirit. Now listen, we can safely assume that if the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, we can safely assume what? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Because all means all, and what saints? That's all all means. All? Yeah, all. 120? Yeah. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, was also filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues? Yes. And we talked about that last week. So they were all filled with the Spirit, all of them. And all of them began to speak in glossalia. Tongues is the Greek word there. As they spoke and they gave, the Spirit gave them utterance. Did you notice that? The Spirit gave them utterance. They're not speaking with their understanding. They're not speaking with their intellect. They are speaking as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now listen to me. Give me your attention. 
for many years as a Christian, I told you guys I grew up in Catholic school. My mom sent us to Catholic school, and I grew up in Catholic school, and I had that understanding. And then I had many years away from God, church, and anything else. When I became 21 years old, I got saved, January 23rd, 1982. And when I got saved, I went to a church known as a Pentecostal Holiness Church. I went to a Kojic church, what they call Church of God in Christ. And I thank God for the Church of God in Christ because a brother who led me to the Lord went to that church. And I I remember his name 23 years ago. His name was Thomas. And Thomas led me to the Lord, and I'm thankful for Thomas. But when I went to that church, unfortunately, I learned a lot of things, unfortunately, that, that, that were not good and they were not biblical. And one of the things that I learned early on in my Christianity, I was taught that the evidence, listen, that the evidence of being filled with the Spirit was speaking in tongues. Is there anybody else who had been taught that? In other words, if you are, that's many of you, in other words, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and you are truly born again, then that feeling will be evidenced or displayed by you speaking in tongues. Now, for many, many years, I felt like half a Christian at best because I don't have the gift of tongues. God has not given me the gift of tongues. There are many gifts in the scriptures. You can look them up for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4. There are many gifts in the Holy Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Holy Spirit gives these gifts to whomever he chooses. And you are not the one to choose the gift that you want. Now, so I had never spoken tongues because I had never been given the gift of tongues. Now, don't misunderstand me. I have always wanted to speak in tongues, even today, because sometimes, you see, tongues is praise to God. We'll talk about it in just a second. But sometime when we're singing and worshiping God like we were today, I'm going to rise up and call myself blessed. Sometime when I'm singing and worshiping God, sometime I just want to cry out to God and I want to worship God and I just want to start speaking in tongues because I want to tell him more. Because thank you just doesn't seem like enough. Have you ever been in a place where you're just worshiping God and thank you just seems so benign? You know, God's been so good and all you, thank you. (laughs) And at the same time, that's all he really wants. But I've been in that place where I wanted to worship God at a higher level. And I wanted to speak in tongues just so I could praise him more. But I had never been given that gift. God has not given me the gift of tongues. And so for many years, because I have been taught that if you are born again, and if you are truly a Christian, then you will evidence, that will be evidenced by you speaking in tongues. Listen, the Bible is very, very clear that speaking in tongues is a gift of the Spirit and and evidence of filling of the Spirit, but is not the evidence of the Spirit. And the Bible is clear about that. There are many gifts, but the spirit and the gift of tongues is is one of many gifts. So is the gift of tongues an evidence of speaking, uh, of being filled with the spirit? Absolutely. But is it the evidence of speaking or or being filled with the spirit? No. You see, the Bible is very, very clear that the evidence of being filled with the spirit is love. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and I have not 
love, it profits me nothing. Galatians chapter 5 says what? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Jesus told the disciples, they will know that you are my disciples by your And I have seen people who have spoken in tongues and who have been, you know, in services where speaking in tongues and, you know, going on and that kind of thing. When the service is over, those same people, they walk right by you and don't even speak to you. It's like, wait a minute now, what happened to all that spirituality? Oh, you got up and spoke in tongues and, and, and you prophesied. Walk right by you in church. Mm. I don't even like you. Where's that come from? Now, people, now understand something. People who believe that the evidence of being filled with the Spirit is speaking in tongues, when you believe that, listen, you will do whatever you need to do to get people to speak. When you believe that, churches will do whatever they need. We have all been in services where they were making people speak in tongues. I've been in a service like that where they were, I mean, the pastor would say, you know, everybody raise their hands if, you know, you speak in tongues. And all the people are like, hey, Shandala, yeah. (laughs) They get going before he even tell them to go, you know. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank, whoa, thank you. (laughs) And then the people who don't speak in tongues now, they would say to you, now, if you've been in a service, you know I'm telling the truth. They would tell you, if you don't speak in tongues, listen, they will be happy to teach you how. They will be happy to teach you how. Or they tell you to come down the front. And, 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 and then the pastor, they, they kind of lay hands on your head. You know how that goes. And they just, boom. And they're and they like, all right, now speak. Speak. I'll tell you to speak. And they're squeezing your head so hard. It's like, I don't want to speak. I want to faint. They're squeezing your head like, oh. And you're like, ah. And then they say, oh, we'll say Hallelujah. And you just, you know, you're standing there. I mean, and now listen, if you don't, if you know what I'm talking about, then, then, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're blessed. Because you, <laughs> you are the blessed ones. Because I'm telling you, man, it's not. It's crazy. So they got you and they got your head in a lock. Speak, speak, say hallelujah. And you go, I mean, you just want this to be over. So you just like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they say, say it faster. Hallelujah. Say it faster. Hallelujah. Say it faster. Hallelujah. Say it, say it, say it. Hallelujah. 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 And then they go, he's got it. He's got it. Yes. He's got it. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you. That's where I come from. You, you know, I'm t- you know, it reminds me, like, like these two little kids, these two little kids, and both are Christians, and they said, and listen to this, they said, well, let's get our friend to speak in tongues. But the other little kid said, well, how do we do that? He said, well, let's just kick him in the leg. <laughs> so they kicked him real hard in the leg, and a little boy said, oh, my knee, oh, my shin, oh, my knee, oh, my shin. And they go, he's got it, he's got it. You know, it's the same thing. 
So, so you believe it so hard that you believe that the evidence of being filled with the Spirit is speaking in tongues when the Bible is very clear. The evidence of being, look, you want to show me that you're spirit filled? You want to show me you're spirit filled? Let me see some love. Let me see some love. See, the people that I look at that are spirit-filled, they love other people like Jesus. Now, one last thing, and then I'm going to move on because I got to. But one last thing. If you're holding the position, now listen closely. If you're holding the position that everyone must speak in tongues, you would have to, listen to this, prove it every single time in the Scriptures. In other words, if you're saying, see, we learn our practice from the Bible, and we certainly don't take one circumstance or one incident in the Bible and then go build a whole teaching and a whole practice out of it. So if the evidence of being filled with the Spirit is speaking in tongues, then we would have to show in the Scriptures that every time someone was filled with the Spirit, they spoke in tongues, and then we establish practice. If you understand that, say amen. That's how that goes. That's Bible 101. Now, we know from the Bible that every time someone was filled with the Spirit, they didn't speak in tongues. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says this, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And then in Acts chapter 9, we know Saul, when he got saved in Acts chapter 9, his name was Saul. His name was later changed to Paul. And we know, the Bible tells us, when Paul was filled with the Spirit, listen at this, immediately scales fell from his eyes. So Saul was filled, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, and scales fell from his eyes. Well, why don't we hear people teaching that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there will be scale removal? You don't hear that. You see, being filled with the Holy Spirit... You want to show me that? Love somebody like Jesus. Now, look at verse uh, 5 for our last part of our outline, the witness of the Holy Spirit. In verse 5, saints, if you're still with me, say amen. Amen. And there dwelling in Jerusalem were Jews and devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed and they marveled, saying to one another, look, not, are not all of these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we are born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia and, Ju- and Judea and Cappadocia, or Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygeria and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Serene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking, note the saints, in our own tongues, what? The wonderful works of God. Well, they were all amazed. They were perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? And others mocking said, they are full of new wine. Stop right there. Give me your, your attention. Understand something here. The Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of uh, Pentecost uh, in Jerusalem, would cause the city to be filled. There are people from all over the world who had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. And so the city is filled with Jewish people. People from everywhere had come to celebrate. Apparently, many people heard the noise, and they came running to the street. Apparently, there was, they were somewhere in the area of the upper room. They could not have been in the upper room because there were too many people. 
So they were somewhere in the area of the upper room. They heard the noise. People came together and, and, and led in the disciples, the 120. They come running out of the upper room and notice they were speaking in a foreign tongue and people were amazed. Speaking in tongues. Again, the most controversial subject in the scriptures, the gifts of the spirit, the most controversial subject in, in, in the church, pardon me, in the church. To speak or not to speak, that is the question. In the church today, the gifts of the spirit, are they for today or are they not for today? Some people say the gifts of the spirit are no longer in use. They've ceased. No miracles, no tongues, no gifts. We don't need them today. We don't need what they needed then, they say. And some say some of the gifts are for today and some are not. And still others say all the gifts are for today and all the gifts should operate in the church in an uncontrolled and unhindered manner. Let me say, if you're new here to Calvary Chapel, again, the Lord is getting us straight as a church for direction, I believe. If you're new here to Calvary Chapel, let let me help you understand something. We believe totally in every gift of the Spirit that the Scriptures list for us. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit. I need the power of the Spirit. I need the power of the Spirit more today than I needed it the day that I got saved. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need that. But we also need the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be operated, watch this, in a decent and orderly manner. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39 through 40. It says, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done, what saints? Decently and in order. You know, there's some churches that have embraced the first half of this verse. And they say, let all things be done. Everything should be done. It's all spirit, man. Let it flow, you know. And some churches have embraced the second half of this verse. Decent and in order. We want Bible study. We want liturgy. We want... Responsive reading. We want in order. You know, the Bible says, I think the Bible's clear. God wants both. He wants all things to be done decent and in order. If you have the gift of tongues, God has given you that gift to speak in tongues. Let me ask you, let me, let me, let me ask you to speak in tongues, if you will, at home. When we come together here at the church, and I say that respectfully, when we come together as a church, we come together as a church to hear the word of God. We come together as a church to learn the scriptures and to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we come together as a body. If you have the gift of tongues and you want to speak in the sanctuary, then can I ask you to speak lowly and to speak softly? Why is it that when people have the gift of tongues in churches, and y'all know what I'm talking about, they feel the need to speak with loud volume? You can control it. You can control it. The Bible says the gift is subject to the prophet. In other words, you can control your volume. If you're here worshiping and you have the gift of tongues and you want to worship God in tongues, you don't have to do it loudly because we don't come together to display our giftedness. We don't come together to display how gifted we are. I've been in services where people have had the battle of the tongues. I ain't kidding you. I mean, it's like a battle. You get two preachers on the stage and one of them is like, 
over here, and you know, he's like, oh, shalala, boo boo. And then the guy over here is like, oh, he coming on a Honda. And the guy, oh, shalala, he coming on a Honda. He coming on a Kawasaki. He went in a Honda. He and then they're going back and forth. And what you say? And what I say? And what you say? And it's like, what is that? And how is that edifying to the body? How is that edifying to the body? We don't come together for that reason. We come together to learn the word of God. I've been in services where people would stand up and speak right in the middle of the pastor's message. That's unconscionable to me. I don't know what I would do if that happened here. You know, see, see, see I, I've been as the pastor's up there. I mean, the man is preaching. He's preaching hard. He's sweating. He's preaching hard. And, and, and the person would get up and speak. Now, in the church I've been to, they, they, the church person would get up and speak in tongues, and the, and the, and the pastor would go, shh, the Spirit is speaking, shh. And the people would, you know, and it never failed like clockwork. You could time it. There was one lady every single week about the same time. She'd get up, e coming on under. Or she'd get up and go, evil day, evil day, evil day. Evil day, evil day, evil day. Every single week. Oh, one week I looked over at Elvira and said, is she saying evil day? <laughs> oh, I said, I think she's saying evil day. I said, we know it's an evil day. There ain't no tongue. <laughs> evil day, evil day, evil day, like clockwork. Shh. Listen, I do not believe that the Holy Spirit interrupts himself. Honestly, as a pastor, teacher, if I'm teaching the word of God and I'm exercising my gift to teach the word of God, then, then, then that gift should be going forward. And, and, and I don't believe the Holy Spirit interrupts himself by somebody interrupting the teaching of the word with a gift of tongues or with a, with a word in tongues. I don't believe the Holy Spirit is schizophrenic. I think he knows exactly, say amen, saints. I think he knows exactly what he wants to say. I don't know what I want to do, so we'll have it all. No. You see, there's decency and in order. Amen, saints? Now, notice in verse 9 through 11, notice these guys from various parts of the world, they heard them speaking in their own tongue. Notice the wonderful, this is huge, they were speaking the wonderful works of God. These men had come from around the known world. They were amazed because they heard these Galileans, these hicks, these country bumpkins speaking in their own dialectos. And they're speaking and praising God, speaking the wonderful works of God. In other words, tongues were directed to God in the form of praise and worship and adoration. Would you note that? They were not preaching a message to the congregation. They weren't hearing a sermon and, 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 and you know, to those gathered around. These men didn't hear them saying, thus says the Lord. Now, how many times have we heard people stand up and speak in tongues, and then the word comes back, you know, thus says the Lord, my children, you evil and wicked lowlife people. If you don't, how many times have we heard it like that? Thus says the Lord. And I've always been amazed because sometimes you would hear a tongue and it would just go on and on and on. I mean, like a half hour, this person's like speaking in tongues. And then the word would come back. My little children love each other. I'm like, wait a minute. All of that for four words? I ain't the brightest light in the lamp, but I ain't the dimmest either. Something wrong with that. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. That's just odd. It's strange. That's all. And so 
we don't see in the scriptures where there was a message ever given to the church. When God speaks, God speaks through his word. He does not give a message in tongues. Now, mind you, it might be a word of knowledge. It might be a word from the Lord. And that's another topic. But what we're talking about is tongues and its interpretation. You, God does not speak that way. Whenever you hear someone speaking in tongues, the message to follow or the interpretation should be something like, Lord, we love you. God, we praise you. Lord, we lift you up. That should be the interpretation. And if you hear anything other than praise and worship and adoration toward God, you are free to reject that interpretation. Disregard it. It's not biblical because God doesn't speak to his church through tongues. He has spoken to us by his own dear son, Jesus, Hebrews chapter 1, through the word. Very, very important. So notice now in verse 11, and then I close with this in verse 11 through 12. Notice when these men heard this, curiosity took over. What was happening? What's behind all this? What could this mean? Some mocked. Notice, some mocked. In verse 13. And they came up with the best explanation they could at the time. Others mocking said, these men are full of ripple. That's new wine. I mean, think about it. Oh, they're they're drunk. These guys, they're speaking in tongues and all this weirdness. These guys have got to be drunk. They've been drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We, We all know how being drunk helps you articulate your words better. No one say amen, really. No need to say amen right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know how being drunk helps you learn a language you never knew. Oh, yeah, we know that. Sorry, fellas. It's not new wine. It's the wind. It's the wind of the Holy Spirit. Next week, you don't want to miss it. Peter's response is awesome. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.